Yo MTG Taps is sponsored by LegitMTG.com. Strategy, streams, and singles, LegitMTG has it all. Oh yeah, and now us. So check us out every Friday on LegitMTG.com and stop back every weekday for more great Magic the Gathering content and product. Welcome back to Yo MTG Taps. I'm Big Head Joe. And I'm Stephen Marshall. I turned heel. <laughs> that's, that's what the sound that the audience makes whenever I play a control deck. <laughs> that's, no, that's the crowd in your head as yeah, you're casting like, What's going the spells. on? <laughs> It's oh, like uh, in in response dissolve. <laughs> um. So uh, we got a great show for you this week. Um. Probably some dueling soundboards here by the end of the show. Um. <laughs> uh, I played in a. Uh, I don't even remember what the heck kind of tournament that was. Was that a PPTQ? Yeah, I guess GPT. it was. PT. It was a GPT. Thank you for Vegas. Um, which was modern, and uh, Stephen played in nothing, um, but whatever. So, uh, first of all, uh, we got an email uh, from a listener. Uh, I wanted to read it real quick. Um, so uh, this is from Dave, uh, and I think that like in the future, if people are to email us, include like your Twitter handle or something. I don't want to say people's like full names on the show for some mm -hmm. reason. So, um, but if you want to put your Twitter handle up, that's on you. So Twitter you, handle, social security. Yeah, email us with a thumbprint and uh, blood sample, uh, but leave your Twitter handle on there too if you'd like. Um, so anyway, Dave uh, wrote us in and said, I was thinking about the uh, white green mirror. Uh, how about Dictate of Heliod or the old Dramoka? Um, and uh, just to answer that question real quick, uh, I like both of those options. Um, the reason why I like the Dragon Throne is because it grants Trample as well, and I think that's really important um, in the mirror. Uh, because, and then also the fact that it goes even bigger than the uh, than just the plus two plus two from the Dictate. It goes as big as whatever creature you put it on. Um, so you know, I mean, I think like you know, honestly though, like I was talking about Genesis Hydra when we recorded the show. But I think that Whisperwood is kind of the creature you would want to put a dragon throne on because you don't really want to swing with your Whisperwood, right? No. Like, yeah, you usually hold it back. So, like, dropping that thing on the Whisperwood and being able to use it to give your creatures plus four, plus four, and trample actually seems like a really uh, good way to go. No, cause... wait, ho hold on. I don't want to be a part of a constructive discussion about how to best use your dragon throne. <laughs> yes, you do. Okay, uh, I can't believe you suckered me into that. Yeah, I did. I did. Um, but yeah, but I, I, I didn't even, honestly didn't even think about the Whisperwood thing until I was just talking right now. So, but yeah, you don't usually swing with your Whisperwood. So that seems like if you're going to put it on a creature, uh, 
you'd put it on the Whisperwood Elemental. Because plus four, plus four, and Trample in the Mirror Match is pretty good. Now, the old Dramoka is great, too. Uh, I think we talked about it on the show where the... Or maybe we... Did we talk about it on the show or were we just talking? When, uh... Like, we realized that the old Dramoka seems good against, like, a lot of the Flyers, but it doesn't actually stop Stormbreath Dragon, which is kind of a big deal. Mm. Um, but not that big of a deal if you're already on your plan. You're already losing to, like, whatever deck's running Stormbreath Dragon. It's, yeah, true. Now, the new Dramoka, I really like. Um, I think you could do some combination of one of, of either or both somewhere in the 75. Um, to to some to, to a pretty good effect. Uh, so anyway, uh, Dave, thanks for writing in. Um, so anyway, moving on to the GPT, uh, I played uh, Affinity, um, my one of like basically my only sleeved up modern deck right now. I have a couple more in the works. Uh, I am working on Burn, which honestly I'm only one Monastery Swift Spear away from completing, and it's in the mail. So it'll be here soon. Thanks, Puka Trade. And I just want to say congratulations to Puka Trade because they made their uh, their Indiegogo goal. Woo! So yeah, awesome, awesome. So happy to see them hit that goal. Uh, so look to uh, look forward to Magic Online to paper trading and vice versa in the future. And uh, I think foreign support is included in all that as well, which is really sweet. Um, so yeah pretty huge and uh glad we could be a part of making that happen um so anyway uh modern i played affinity i just pretty much sleeved up the uh the 60 that won the premier iq last weekend and then uh made a few modifications to the sideboard just to taste and to card availability um and uh, didn't do so well. Uh, I went I went three two, which actually is a fine record. Uh, but my tiebreakers were terrible and didn't wind up making the top eight. Um, I lost to Twin, and I lost to something else. I don't remember. Uh, and I beat a pseudo Affinity Mirror. Uh, Sean, I was playing Affinity, but he was playing some really weird stuff in it too. So it wasn't like straight Affinity. Um, and then I beat burn and oh i lost to infect was the other deck i lost to mm. um that was <laughs> that was so stupid i kept game one i kept a zero land hand <laughs> what? with an ornithopter and a springleaf drum and i for some reason thought i could cast the springleaf drum but i couldn't <laughs> i was like wait a minute that doesn't cause zero Did you... <laughs> so no so i so so i so i draw my first draw, I draw an Ornithopter. I was like, all right. So I put down an Ornithopter. My next turn, I draw an Ornithopter. <laughs> so I, on turn three, I have three Ornithopters out and no lands. It oh, was, wow. You played that out. I did. Oh, yeah. I played it out. Of course That's I played gotta it That's got to be embarrassing. Of course I played it out. Of course I played yeah. it out. No, I even <laughs> showed it. I like called. Yeah, I did. I totally did. And I <laughs> called Joel. I'm like, Joel, look at this keep. I can't believe I just kept this. You know, I wanted to make make it known. That I made a stupid keep. Uh, I almost got there, which is really funny because I managed to, because they didn't know what to do. Because I just kept like throwing an ornithopter in front of stuff, throwing an ornithopter in front of something. So I had all these ornithopters with minus one, minus one counters on them, and then like I had, uh, and then I dropped a spell skite, so they, could, 
so they couldn't pump their stuff because I would just move this, the pump to the Spellskite. Um, it got really weird and really interesting. And that first game actually took – that first game took like almost 30 minutes, believe it or not, um, because there were just so many weird lines for both of us to make. And it wound up being a way more interesting game than the keep would suggest. Um, yeah, pretty ridiculous. In hindsight, I should have definitely mulliganed, but whatever. It was it was funny to keep at the time. Uh, but it did cost me a game, which may have cost me a top eight, which may have cost me the, the tournament. Uh, you live and learn. Um, now, I will say that Spellskite main is totally the right call on this deck. Um, is it? I, yeah, oh yeah, dude. Because, I mean, you're such a... Okay, uh... It is the best main deck answer to, like, other than just straight removal, um, to infect and to um, twin that's still within your plan of play artifact creatures, you know? Mm. Um, I, I, I don't wish I had more. I think two's the right number. But I think that, like, I've kind of got a plan for the deck now. Like, the last couple times I've played Affinity, I've just kind of grabbed other people's lists and just ran with them and i've done well every time um now i'm actually i'm comfortable enough with the deck where i feel like i know which cards i like and which cards i don't and can actually make some cuts and make some adjustments like so like when i played the tempered steel list uh the card i hated the most was tempered steel (laughs) um i really didn't like it uh and so when I played this version, I played a build with like in Soul, which was great. I had uh, Spell Pierce main too, and hmm. didn't like it. Um, it was okay, but it really just should have been Dispatches, honestly, uh, because Spell Pierce doesn't stop uh, Kiki Jiki, for instance. You know what I mean? Just one example of things it doesn't stop. Um, I just think that there would have been so much more uh, play with Dispatch. Uh, than it would have been with anything else. So this this is what I'm this is my point is that what I've learned about Affinity is that Affinity has like the best game one against everything in the field except for Twin and maybe Infect. Um, so I really want to like build my deck to beat those decks game one, and then I want to be able to sideboard into answers for people's sideboards for games two and three um you know you, you know what you know what i'm saying with that like yeah so because i think that twin is like my worst matchup because i've literally never beat the deck except for when we were in san antonio in that little side event <laughs> it's the only time i've ever beat twin uh with the deck as far as i can remember um but every time i've played competitive the last like month or two with the deck, I've lost a twin like every single time, and so I feel like you really just want that game one uh, trump, and uh, and I think that like you know the spell skites main are a great way to do it. I also think that like dispatch main is a great way to do it. Galvanic blast maybe, but um, I don't know. I kind of like I mean, Galvanic blast has a little bit more utility where you could just yeah. take it to the face. I think it's better um, in an aggro deck. I yeah. Mean. Yeah, maybe maybe the Galvanic Blast because they're not gonna have like like Shatterstorm Game One or anything stupid. So yeah, maybe the Galvanic Blasts instead of uh, the Dispatches. Although Dispatch out of the sideboard is just fine. Um, at least one, you know. Um, Thoughtsies. 
Thoughtseize is great out of the sideboard, absolutely. I don't want it main, though. Because yeah. you don't want to thought... You don't care about what they have in their hand game one, honestly. Like, you just want... I mean, like, maybe, like, against Twin you care. But mm-hmm. if you can just, like, you know, in response, move their uh, move their Twin or or burn out their, their creature that they're attaching the Twin to, then, then that's fine. Um, I think that a Galvanic Blast in hand would do the same as a Thoughtseize. But game two, yeah, absolutely, you want Thoughtseize in the sideboard um, because they're going to side. Everyone has some sort of hate against your deck, so you need to be resilient to it. Um, overall, though, I loved the resiliency because, like, the cool thing about the Tempered Steel version was how resilient it was against the sideboard hate because. It was like, okay, so you have Stony Silence. Now my creatures are just half big and turn sideways. But the problem is they have Stony Silence and you're trying to cast a Temper Steel off Mox Opal and then you're screwed. That's what the problem was. Now, um, I had Master of Ethereum in the deck this time, whereas last time I did not. And that's a great card versus something like Stony Silence. Yeah. Um, I had... Um, I had Steel Overseers two of in the deck this time around, and I absolutely I hate Steel Overseer. It's gone. Like I'm wow. I hate that card. I just do not like it. And uh, I also think I, I I like Ravager, but I also think I'm very very bad with Ravager. <laughs> I'm like I like barely can wrap my head around how to play that card. I, feel I mean, like it I, is the hardest card in the deck to play properly. I think I always get blown out because of that card. Um, and then it's it's such a weird card in a deck that wants to um, have cranial plating, isn't it? Like because you're like, okay, I'll sacrifice an artifact to my Ravager, but then it shrinks the plating. It's just like such a weird thing, you know. Well, I think it's just like a redundant copy of a spell to of help you plating. cash in. Yeah, for all sure. All your dinky little artifacts into like you know plus seven or eight. Yeah. Uh, damage. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's just it's just so weird having them both. It gets very awkward. I, I, so, like I said, going forward, I have a plan now. Like, what I want to do to build my version of the deck, which I think is scary for anyone who has to play against me, because I've done really well with the deck. Just kind of whatever, build someone else's deck. Now I know what I want, and that's a good feeling. Like just knowing, like okay, I know which cards I need. I know what to put in the deck. I'm gonna actually build a list that I feel really good with. And uh, I think that that'll be just really great going forward. Um, You know, also I'm going to try out burn and I think that's going to be a really great thing for me, especially playing in like local tournaments where at this point, everyone in the room at common ground knows that I'm going to be playing robots, you know? Yeah. Being able to, put my burn deck in my affinity deck box and just show up looking like I'm going to play the same deck and just turn one lava spike. They're going to be like, Oh crap. It'll well, just be great. I mean, to be fair, a good opening hand versus affinity is probably also good versus burn. Yeah. I mean, you're not going to like just keep a bunch of like really late, a bunch of late game cards versus yeah, affinity. It's true. Or burn. Uh, yeah, no, absolutely. So I got, you know, so I got two decks now in the chamber though, and I think it's pretty good. Um, having fun playing modern and just in time for us to not have to play modern again for a while. But there is hope because starting in June and we haven't talked about this yet. Um, starting in June, I think we're breaking this. This is exclusive 
this is br- <laughs> brand new information, except it's not at all. Um, they've changed the PPTQ system slightly. So anyway, uh, the PPTQ change is that um, stores can now only do PPTQs um, in either the format that the Pro Tour they eventually feed into is going to be or sealed deck. So um, this coming up June to August season um, is going to feed into the first Pro Tour of 2016, which will be modern. So from June till August, the PPTQs will only be sealed deck or modern. Now, this is so awesome because we were talking about this a few episodes back. Mm-hmm. I think, unless I edited that talk out, about how we miss the seasons. Um, I'm sure you've heard us talk about this in other episodes if I edited out the one I'm thinking about. Um, we kind of we really miss like seasons where you've got like modern one season, sealed one season, you know, standard one season. Like having to grind competitive standard year round just seemed like if we didn't hate standard by the beginning of the year that we'd almost certainly hate standard by the end of it because it'd just be so sick of playing the same format every single week it's nice to have some change it's nice to have some mandatory change too when people just won't change because maybe it's you know maybe it is a little more financially beneficial to stores to just run standard because they get a bigger turnout don't care about that I want to play different formats. So um, having a modern season with the option for sealed is just awesome. You know, now when it's a a standard season with the option for sealed, that'll be awesome too. But that's because it will be a change from the previous season, you know, and that's good. Change is good. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm telling that to a bunch of magic players. I don't think that's going to be a really successful argument, is it? <laughs> um, <laughs> but, uh, but I think this is really cool, right? You agree? Oh, I think it's fantastic. Yeah. I missed the seasons. Yeah. Now they're seasons again. Mm-hmm. And so this is the new system, which, uh, I don't know. I, I haven't I haven't come down on whether I like the the regional PTQ plus PPTQ system more than the just the PTQ system yet. Actually, I, yeah, I'm undecided on that. I like I like the opportunity to have more competitive magic, you know, yeah. because that's at this point like I don't play FNM anymore. Like I don't play magic for fun anymore, unfortunately. Um I just don't. I'm I'm married, man, you know, like I've got a job. I'm like if I'm I, I realized what I realized was like, you know, I was playing the Wednesday night star city things. I was playing the Friday night magics. And then I was going and playing these other events. Like it's so much, it just feels so much better to be able to like say, Hey baby, I'm going to San Antonio to play in this event. Well, why? Well, because there's lots of money on the line and the opportunity to play in the pro tour. Oh word. You know, like mm-hmm. instead it's like, I'm going to go to Friday Night Magic instead of spending time with you. Why? I could win a couple packs of cards. Uh, You get a foil squirrel token. Well, that's Wednesday nights. But I don't even even like the creature collection at all, frankly. Um, Just not my style. I just don't – I mean, like, I get why people like it. I'm not saying that it looks like crap. I think it looks great. 
just don't like it for myself. No it's interest. Not, not metal enough for you. Totally, right? They got to have squirrel written in, like, jagged letters. <laughs> um, <laughs> blood dripping from his mouth. <laughs> um so it has to be the what was it was the playmat from one of the pro uh, the GPs a few years ago where it was the squirrels lunging at the werewolf I think yeah that's what it, that was like the greatest playmat I'm so mad I never got one of those when they were like affordable um, awesome awesome playmat <laughs> but anyway um, so yeah so y- you know like it's just tough to justify those things or rather the most important thing is that. When it comes down to playing in the tournaments that count, if I've already used up my karma, if you will, on like Wednesday nights and Friday nights, like that's not cool. You know what I mean? Like I'd really rather play in the competitive events where there's something on the line or like, you know, the stakes are higher. Um, So, uh, you know, so I've so I've only I've only been playing in competitive. So having more competitive events to go to is cool. Now, the thing that I don't like about the PPTQ system is that you're playing in a tournament for the opportunity to play in a tournament for the opportunity to play in a tournament. And it just yeah. kind of <laughs> seems like it just kind of seems like such a slog to get to the pro tour. Now, you know, again, when it comes down to like grinding points so i can hit my yearly thresholds to get buys for the grand prix this is a great system because sounds like a multi-level marketing scheme it kind of does i gotta gotta grind my points to get my buys and i'm okay so so i play in this tournament but then it feeds into another tournament so that's my your tournament downstream and eventually (laughs) someone wins twenty thousand dollars you should be here in front of the picture of the pyramid, right? Wasn't that? The oh God, <laughs> <laughs> that was, that was amazing. Was a little too on the nose. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there was like a literal pyramid scheme with a picture of a pyramid at, at a convention center when we were playing in a tournament one time. It was pretty amazing. Yeah, it's always fun to see who we're splitting the convention center with. Like, could be you know a Girl Scout convention dance competition or national convention for a pyramid scheme. Yeah. Puppet show and spinal tap. Um, (laughs) Yeah, no doubt. (laughs) So, uh, so anyway, um, you know, overall, I still like it. I would like the PPTQ system better once I win one of the damn things and get into a regional PTQ. So, you know, I think that that has a lot to do with my my hesitation in terms of, you know, wanting to say that it's a great system. So anyway, speaking of modern, uh, Steven just kind of a second ago said, whoa, there's my new modern deck. So I'm curious what he's talking about. What, what are you talking about here? So I was trying to find like an updated list for Burn. So I was going through the, the daily events since Dragons of Tarkir is now on Moto. Oh, nice. Yeah. So I was seeing, like, okay, well, how many people are running and how many Atarkas Command are people running? Yeah. And the answer is, like, very little. Really? I, I think might be wrong, although it might be right, because in a lot of matchups, Skullcrack is, like, the card you side out because it's useless. Like, you know, versus Infect or something. It's like, oh, well, that doesn't do anything. Right, right. Um, but, yeah, I'm only seeing people run as, like, a one-of main deck or sideboard, which I, I feel like that's got to be wrong. Um, but anyway, 
I did find a deck that foroed with four main deck of Tarka's command, but it's goblins. <laughs> oh no! Yeah, so it's uh, four Founder Street Denison, three Goblin Bushwhacker, four Goblin Guy, three Grim Lava Mancer. That's weird. Four <laughs> Legion Loyalist. Um, nope, this isn't it. Oh, where is it? Oh, this is Burn. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> Legion loyalist bushwhacker? <laughs> what? Yeah, so it's four it's three goblin bushwhacker, four goblin guide, three grim lava mancer, and I was like, wait, why is that non-goblin in there? Then four legion loyalist, okay, that's fine. But then four monastery swift spear, mm-hmm. two young pyromancer. Yep. Four Atarka's command. Pyro oh wow, well, this makes sense. Though. Yeah, pyromancer and Atarka's command. This makes sense. Hot. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Two Boros Charm, four Lightning Bolt, three Searing Blaze, and then four Goblin Grenade. Grenade! Yes! <laughs> yes! Four oh, this is beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> I'm this on a, board. This is beautiful, man. I need to get some Loyalists. Yeah, they just took Goblins and Burn and just threw some Atarka's Command. I, I love this. Oh, oh. That's, that's cool. That's that's the hotness right there. <laughs> that's really good. I like it a lot. Go well, because you got charts. Because you got pyromancer, and then you've got a Tarkus command, and you got bushwhacker to give them suckers haste. Mm-hmm. Goblin Man. grenade. That's good. Why doesn't? Okay, this is this is a question I actually had when I was looking at burn. Why doesn't the deck run like a one of of like uh, what is that called? Thunderous wrath or whatever. The one that's like miracle one red. Uh, because if you get it in your opening hand, you mulliganed. Right, but if you... And that's the but, one thing the deck can't do. Yeah, but if you have a one-of in the deck, you know, any 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 seven without it is great. I mean, not without, you know what I mean. You, you get what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Putting it in as a one-of seems like it couldn't hurt unless you draw it, which you've got like, you know, what, what are your percentage to draw it in your opening hand as a one-of? You know, not very high, or maybe low enough to warrant its inclusion i don't know there were actually online some burn decks when this card was like just printed Uh uh-huh that were running like two of these yeah i think it's really good i mean i'm just like if you want to deal a lot of damage five damage for one red is like the least damage or like the least mana for the most damage you can deal right yeah i mean like it just seems like I don't know. It seems like I'm probably going to include the card. So, at least it's, one of. I think it's worth trying. Because, yeah, yeah I, I don't know the correct answer in terms of um, how much better it makes your deck versus, you know, how, like, because obviously it takes away percentage points when you have it in your opening hand. Mm-hmm. You'll, you'll lose more games when you have that in your opening hand. Sure, because you will absolutely never cast it from an opener. No. Right. So you have effectively mulliganed. Which is like the just the last thing on earth you want to do with the deck. Right, right. But um, like, yeah. But every time that you don't have it in your opening hand, yeah. I mean, if you miracle it, it's a <laughs> that's the whole point of the miracle mechanic, you know. Right, right. Of course. Um, gosh, I don't know. I feel like I'll include it in my deck, and then I'll literally draw it in every opening hand because I just draw my one ofs because my decks hate me, so. You uh, know what? More decks should try Bonfire of the Damned. Yeah? Yeah, I was thinking about that. Is that that's not creatures just with creatures with flying, right? I mean, that's like all creatures. It's Yeah, it's creatures that you don't control. Yeah. 
Yeah, like some of these like blue, white, red control decks that like you know can just back into a burn win. Mm-hmm. Like that's a perfect card to miracle and versus like affinity. I mean, it's like an extra sweeper that domes them. Ugh, that would make me one sad panda. All right, anyway. so what were we talking about before I stepped all over your segue? Goblins, your actual goblins deck. Wasn't there a real, go- an actual goblins? There deck? is, yeah. So I've also been, you know, I've also been trolling the 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 daily results for Modo to like see the new standard tech. Yeah, of course. Um, and this is a deck that actually uh, Saito posted. He actually did his uh, Sato Wayfinder. Yeah, bit, yeah. But it was on Instagram. Oh, huh. Yeah. Uh, and so one of them was called Gobelisk, which I just like the name of that a lot. Yes. And this deck 4-0, it's a, stand, it's a standard deck. And yeah, 4-0 uh, daily event. Uh, it has four Foundry Street Denison, four Frenzied Goblin, three Goblin Heelcutter, four Goblin Rabblemaster, four Mardu Scout, and then the cards that really enable it, four Dragon Fodder, four Hordling Outburst, and then Instance, Stoke the Flames, Wild Slash, Artifacts, it's running five artifacts. Don't don't see that a lot in standard nowadays. No, you uh, don't. One Hall of Triumph, four Obelisk of Nerd. Four Obelisk of Nerd. That is so awesome. Yeah, you put out nine power, nine tough for this with your uh, Hordling Outburst. Yeah. It's pretty good. That's sick. Yeah. I like it. I, I was, like it. I was trying it with uh, Warriors, actually, because there's so many one-drops, plus uh, Secure the Waste. It wasn't bad. So, back to this stupid deck. Yeah. Tell me about no. Tell me about the stupid. Oh, more stupid deck. decks. Oh no, the stupid new modern deck. Yeah. Oh god. <sighs> I should probably actually look at these show notes. Yeah, people are actually trying to run, and I think it actually did okay. They're they're trying to bring it back, the birthing pod, but they're playing congregation at dawn into collected company. And. Ugh. You go and you get your kitchen finks, your viscera seer, and uh, your not your malira, but your uh, anafenza. Huh. The kintry spirit. Yeah. Oh, what? Because yeah, it does the same thing. Because <sighs> if you bolster whenever the either the uh, kitchen finks or murderous red cap comes back, and since they're two ones, you know they should keep going because they'll have one toughness. Uh, dumb. <laughs> you don't like it? No, I don't like it at all. It's so stupid. Just play good cards. It wins. Collected company, really? <laughs> Congregation at dawn, really? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, if okay, so at the last modern um, premiere IQ that they had at the open, uh, Affinity actually won. Right. Uh, that list is the list I played on Sunday. Yeah. Yeah, so Hate Bears got second, which is interesting. <laughs> and then Abzan Collected Company, played by Max Brown, got 11th. And uh, let me see how many. Well, okay, so it's actually running 30 creatures, which is just about enough, if you think about it. Yeah. Because you're 50% to hit. And, and if get... they're all low, like, cause that's the problem with, like, trying to play a card like that in, like, say, Green Devotion. Yeah. Is that most of the things you've got in Green Devotion, like Genesis Hydra doesn't hit that, or hits that, but it doesn't do any good. Uh, it doesn't hit Pelucranos, doesn't hit like Nylea, Whisperwood Elemental, just all kinds uh, of random stuff that it doesn't hit. There's not enough good creatures to justify it. It's like you cast and then you've the card. Got dorks. And you cast the card and you, what, you grab a couple Fleece Main Lines? I mean, that's not bad. It's not good at all. You could just be playing 
fleece main lion or other. Yeah, you're not even ahead on mana at that point. Right, right. Yeah, no. Uh, But yeah, this is running 30 creatures. So one spell kite, four birds. Okay, actually, no. Those don't count as hits then with Collected Company, in my opinion. Right, but at the same time, though, if you're running the whatever you call it, but you got to draw it though. Like you've got to actually get your, um, you've got to get these two cards in your hand, mm-hmm. and you've got to play them both, and then you got to get these two creatures out. I don't know. It just seems like such a well. That's what you do. You, you cast Congregation at dawn, and yeah, and then so that's, you. That's a green, green, white instant. Search your library for up to three creature cards and reveal them. Shuffle your library. Put those cards on top of it in any order. And if you put the Anafens on top. And then you put the vis. I mean, then you need to have the. Cl- this is so dumb. Why? Well, if you have the Visitors here out already, I guess, and you just need to draw into one of your combo pieces, then either card's pretty good. And this is another reason why having some sort of removal <laughs> in in Affinity main deck is very good <laughs> because it's like okay, you just gotta burn whatever creature they're gonna. Yeah, ugh, so stupid. Ooh, two main deck Sin Collector. I kind of like that. Yeah, it's a good card. Okay, and oh, it has a Restoration Angel. So that doesn't count as a hit. And you have four Birds of Paradise and four Noble Hierarch, which I don't think count as hits either, because you're not really trying to... You already have four mana. You're not trying to ramp anymore. So mm-hmm. eight, nine. So you really have 21 creatures to hit. Right, you pretty much just need the Congregation of Dawn to make the the collected company worth it but at that point i feel like don't you just run like four spike feeder and four archangel of thune like don't you just run like the other eight card the other combo like that 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 the deck was running like like i was talking about before you know if you're gonna run all these other cards that enable it why don't you just run those other eight and then forget about this stupid cutesy search in your library crap and just uh and then just run a bunch of stuff that just works well together well i mean because Hmm. You know, I don't know. I honestly don't know. Because the Archangel was so good. I mean, that was such a good thing, and the Spike Feeder is so good. Like, there's just so... I don't know. Okay, no, Spike Feeder is actually not that good. And I guess because, like, half the time, the Birthing Pod deck was winning without Birthing Pod actually hitting play. Yeah. It was just value. Uh Uh-huh. And so that's what this is, but without, like, the top. But with worse cards than Birthing Pod. (laughs) You know. Yeah. Archangel and Spike Feeder, I'm calling it. Like if you like this this is the deck that I was describing when they banned Birthing Pod. I was like, why don't they just up the numbers and just go with it? Like rather than just, you know, trying to run Orzov Pontiff or whatever crappy cards they were trying to run before. Eh, you don't want to run more than one Spike Feeder. Sure you do. You just don't want anyone to run more than one Spike Feeder against you. Anyway, this this deck is dumb. <laughs> well it's in top eight so scoreboard dislike dislike if it did top eight i'd be like surfboard but since it didn't i'm like scoreboard <laughs> don't know what you mean but uh, I, I actually liked it <laughs> i was all ready with a soundboard and i was like you know what <laughs> no caesar caesar grants mercy no thumbs down. <laughs> Thanks. Um, <laughs> yeah, so tell me about uh, a little bit just about your drafts on uh, Moto for uh, for dragons because I haven't had a chance to uh, to draft dragons yet. 
Yeah, so like, yeah, Dragons is online now, so I've just been doing the drafts. I've, I think I'm just over the preceded sealed thing. Totally. Because I'm like, I'm not gonna sit here in front of my computer and actually pay for that experience. I, I think I realize I'm not, I'm, I'm now off that. No, no, I'm not a fan. Yeah. Because I wouldn't do it for fun. <laughs> Even though it is fun, and I do it for fun at the physical pre-release, it's the only option. Right. Right. Um. Yeah, so the the drafts I've done, and for some reason, Moto's only saved a couple of the decks, um, but the the good ones are blue black. Uh, just the it must be something you were doing, because <laughs> Moto is a perfect <laughs> perfect. Oh system. yeah, of course. <laughs> you must have done something wrong. Anyway, go <laughs> that on. That must have been my mistake. <laughs> Moto's infallible. Um, That's right. Yeah, uh, the blue black, just the uh, exploit deck uh, deck is just fantastic. Um, the it's got two, I think they're both commons, Gurmag Drowner and the um, the Vulture. Yeah, the Vulture's amazing. Yeah, I think they're both so good. And then uh, you get the the Goblin is a lot better than I thought it was, the Festering Goblin, the One Drop. Mm-hmm. Just uh, any of those cards. Oh, my God. I got to live the dream with what? the, uh, oh, was it Youthful Scholar? Did you did you uh, youthful uh, vultures Avon oh, yeah. sacrifice youthful scholar to oh, it? I sure did. Oh, it's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. Oh, that's it, nasty, it was like, man. It was like a really slow game. Like they got off to a really slow start. Like they didn't cast anything until turn four. I'm like, mm, this isn't gonna go well for you. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. That's beautiful though. Oh, that's, it felt oh, really that's, good. That's a beautiful interaction. I love it. Yeah. And uh, the I also drafted just straight up mono red, like you do, yeah. Of course, they're gonna leave it open. I tried. I was, and this is this is a goal of mine, because I think it might be there. I want to draft the Impact Tremors deck, <laughs> because you're gonna get them all if you want those Impact Tremors. They will like they'll table, and then they'll table again. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, they'll they'll go like second to last pick. Mm-hmm. So the problem is that you really want like if you're gonna go all in, like a lot of things have to happen. You so you have to be red white. I've decided. Yeah, and, seems right. Yeah, you need like secure the waste if you can get something like that, um, or preventing that you need like dragon fodder, which is a common. And then when uh, fate reforged comes around, you need the sandstep outcast. That's also what about, common. Well, what about the black red? Black red with a dash with a dash in both colors. That's true. Dash is good too. Because you I, can dash with impact tremors. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah, but I want to get super value. Well, you are. You're getting super value if you're running impact tremors in a dash deck. True. You don't run I out think, of cards. Yeah. But I just want to completely overwhelm them. I want to have like two impact tremors out and cast a dragon fodder. Um. Or a secure the waste and like deal like eight damage. But yeah, I so I wasted several draft picks because that was my plan to go red white, and I just I, I only picked up one dragon fodder, and I didn't pick up any sandstep outcasts, and so I just had to do like just a just a really aggressive red white deck, mm-hmm. and it worked out great. I mean, if you can get an aggro deck, I I feel like it's uh it's very uh, effective currently. People are not. They're just not doing stuff turn one, turn two. Um, so there's there's several like you know like the dragon hunter people will, like pass that. Um, what? 
I got it like third, fourth pick. Why the hell would you pass that? It's so good. Listen, I don't know. Um, it, it was great. I three out that draft. Uh, and I also splashed white for uh, a war flare and then two of the strong arm monks. Yeah. Those guys were really good. Uh, just when you like, I mean, you just keep everyone on the back foot. If they're only playing like, you know, they only get one creature out by turn three or turn four. And then they're finally in like, you know, okay, well, I can start like making favorable blocks and you just overwhelm them. And uh, I also had uh, some of the, I didn't even realize this, but the volcanic rush, I think it's called. Uh huh. It's like the, it costs five mana and it gives attacking creatures get plus two plus zero and trample. I thought it was just one attacking creature. I was not aware it was all your creatures. Hmm. So I also picked up some of the, some black because, you know, I was, I was thinking impact trimmers and I was going to try to do dash as like a backup plan. Yeah. If it was available. Um, but I picked up the, some of the hand of Silmagars, the guys with death touch. Yep. And so that's pretty sweet with the, uh, the volcanic rush. If you can get that, that kind of a, a um, an aggro deck, uh, because, you know, you give them plus two plus zero, oh, that's four damage with the death touch. Death touch trample. They only have to deal one. Yeah. yeah that's pretty good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was, that was pretty good. Those are the only, uh, impressions I got is that the blue black, um, the blue black, uh, uh, exploit deck just seems like it's probably one of the better decks you can get if it's available. Uh, just because it has pretty good game against the aggressive decks because you're already trying to draft all those, you know, value cards like the palace familiar and all that. Mm-hmm. So you have right. the early blockers that, you know, get you, a, get you some sort of uh, benefit replace themselves yeah yeah then your late game's just amazing yeah so you hmm. kind of have it one on both fronts there um but i'll try to force green <laughs> at some point but i haven't seen a, a reason to do that yet uh stg new york uh chris van meter playing green red aggro and now here it's my turn to be wrong featuring two dragon lord atarka which i said would not see standard play if i'm not mistaken because it's way too slow but apparently it's not way too slow apparently it's not too slow to be in a deck that's called aggro (laughs) yeah this one's a little less aggro than i was like the the distinction of this as being aggro is questionable at best xenagos plus dragon lord atarka doesn't seem very aggro to me yeah, I feel like once you're on the Sylvan Carry added Corsa Crucifix plan, you're just mid range at that point. Let's... Yeah, or green red devotion, or green red ramp, or something that isn't aggro. So uh, you think that this was in this deck broke through because it's got a good matchup against green white, or? Yeah, so the green red devotion decks, like with the Crater's Claws and all that stuff, like they've always had really good matchups versus green white. Mm-hmm. Um, but not like amazing matchups versus a whole lot of other decks. Yeah. But this deck was just everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Uh, I mean, it was just all aggro at this event. Yeah. 22 Aaron Campbell providing the stats. So I don't have to think or count. Um, <laughs> 22 of the top 32 decks, I believe, was the number that she gave. Yeah, um, here's the top eight really quick. Uh, Green-red aggro, Abzan aggro, Teamer aggro, Mono-red aggro, Red-green aggro, Green-red aggro. Okay, I'm going to have to look at the distinction between those two. Uh, Bant Heroic, which is an aggro deck, and then Green-red aggro. So that's 
all aggro if you're keeping track. Yeah, that's maybe it's because all, all the pros are in Belgium or wherever it is. <laughs> <laughs> and so no one's playing control. I guess not. I mean, I don't know. I do you think I mean, do you think green white was even well represented at this event? That's the thing I don't know. I'd like to see yeah. the the breakdown. Yeah, the day 2 metagame like cuz if green white was everywhere then I mean, green-red just mops the floor with it. I think everyone was just playing green-red. Like, it was kind of the breakout deck mm -hmm. from last week in terms of, like, new archetypes or yeah. revitalized archetypes. But, um, oh, God bless your heart, Gerard Fabiano. In a sea of aggro, he's sitting there with the mid-range deck. <laughs> Jund, of all things. In ninth place, sadly. Oh. Yeah. Man, like... Because, I mean, you think about it, though, even the week after Miami, was it Miami or Flo whatever, Florida, blah, 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 who cares, it's all the same. <laughs> I'm going to get an angry email about that. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, oh, so even the week after that deck broke out and won, there were like, what, four of us total on day two, right? I mean, yeah. like, of the green-white. And I'm like, okay, like this was like the deck. I thought this was like the deck I was going to have to play mirror matches all day, you know? And I didn't see the mirror. I saw the mirror match once and it was against somebody who had no idea what they were doing. And frankly, maybe at all, let alone in the mirror match. Well, sorry, <laughs> sorry. Um, but, you know, like, so I, I saw the deck way less than I expected. So you can only imagine or you can only, you can only imagine that the popularity of the deck would go down from there. Uh, but I, I don't think that means it's a bad deck. I think it's a great deck. Oh, I think it's like <laughs> not in this metagame. In this metagame, it's a horrible deck. If people are playing green, red aggro, it's a bad deck. I think and it's a fine deck. Of the top 16, eight are green, red aggro. So, and then like there's like also a bunch of mono red aggro, which is just bad for that deck. I don't know. Yeah, it's just I think the metagame adapted very quickly. I think everyone collectively like saw some of those like mirror games on camera and we're like, no, <laughs> we don't want this in our community. <laughs> we're going to stand together. <laughs> nah, man, I think the deck's still really good. Um, I think there are adjustments that can be made to uh, to fight these decks. Um, and I think the green white deck is actually still really good. I didn't have a problem playing against like I don't know. Well, I guess red white aggro did kind of beat me up a little bit at the uh, at the open, but I think there are adjustments that can be made to make the deck better against those decks. Yeah, I haven't tested either side of this matchup, so I don't know. Yeah, we'll be testing tomorrow, hopefully. So, so yeah, green red aggro or green red aggro and abzan aggro are everywhere. Yeah, and online it's just abzan aggro for some reason. Abzan aggro. That, I think I only played it once, but that deck did not impress me at all. Like, I didn't even think it was good. It's not my type of deck, but I, I feel like it was pretty good, just no one really played it um, this past standard, and I guess people are just just getting their aggro on. I don't know. I don't know if this is, like, a, an outlier. <laughs> and I think everything's going to change after the Pro Tour anyway, so um, the only really kind of interesting deck was uh, the Bant Heroic deck. From Tom Ross. Why Bant Heroic? So it's basically just blue-white Heroic. And then four Dromoka's Command. Which, that's just a good card. It's removal. Yeah. It's, it's everything you want to be. It targets... Oh, man. Oh, God, your guys get so big. 
because you can put a plus one plus one counter on it, and because you target it, it gets like double. Oh, I like that. Main deck hornet nest. Where's that? In green white heroic or green white uh, devotion. <laughs> it's oh, not in it. It's not in it. But if you've got if you're literally be playing against aggro all day and you're already running Dramoka's command main deck, throwing a couple those things are such a roadblock to uh, to aggro decks. Oh, sideboard. No, main deck. If 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 Dramoka's command is because Satessin Tactics is not a main deck card. Nope. We can we can agree on that a hundred percent, right? Mm-hmm. Satessin Tactics is a terrible main deck card. Mm-hmm. But it's a card you want to see. Now, the fact that I would say Satessin or Dramoka's command is a strict upgrade to Satessin Tactics, so much so that it fits in the main deck, and then you've got twenty two of the top thirty two decks as blank X aggro. One problem. What? With the green, red, quote unquote aggro. Yeah. I don't know. There's, you just fly over that thing. No, but you fight with the Dramoka's command, and then you make flyers. They're death touch flyers. Two card combo is not a great idea. No, but it, no, but they're two one card combos. I mean, because the Dramoka's command just works in the deck without hornet nest and the hornet nest just works on the ground without dramoka's command uh not versus green red though because okay so the one card combo which would be what the dramoka's command i mean yeah if you kill a courser plus fight something that you know you definitely got ahead in that that exchange but most of their creatures are bigger than the green white creatures so that's not a one card combo and then on its own, the Hornet's Nest, it's just hanging out on the ground while they cast their Thunderbreak Regents and Stormbirth Dragons and yeah. and uh, Dragonlord Atarkas. So those aren't – no, that is a two-card combo. Either end of that uh, sandwich – why would it be a sandwich? I don't know. More Doesn't like work. Dragon, more like Dragonlord Atarka. Because he's so fat? Because <laughs> he's 8'8", eight, eight, dude. I'm sorry. Because it, it sounded like you said dragon lard, and I thought it was funny. So, anyway. I've never cast the card. I don't know. But, yeah, no, I, I don't think that's a good plan. I think it could be fine. I mean, I mean, like, not against green-red, but, like, against Abzan, definitely. Sure. Against Abzan, definitely. And if Abzan's half the aggro decks, then I think that the chances of you having the Dramoka's Command and the Hornet Nest at the same time in the matchups where it matters are enough to warrant it. I don't know. And you say I reside in magical Christmas land. I think it's fine. I think it could be just fine. Just, just get, just, just get rid of cursor. Just put it in instead of cursor or crew fix. Oh, just guy tokens got 11th. What's that all about? Uh, nothing. Ooh. Okay. So to secure the waste main, I like that. And, one Dragon Lord Ojutai in the main. Why is I don't get it. In tokens? Oh, that's fine. People were running it in the sideboard previously, and now it's uh now it's making its way into the main deck. Hmm. Which is weird because like Brad Nelson straight up said when I untapped, or you know, once I, I, I did not lose when I got that card in play. It's like, well, why isn't it in your main deck? <laughs> right. <laughs> um and the reason it's so sweet is because Jeskai Ascendancy. 
so you 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 can attack with your dragon lord and then cast anticipate in response to removal. You untap Ooh. your dragon lord and then it's got hexproof again. Okay, yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay, I'm on board with it. That sounds good. Yeah, and now it's like a it's a six five, and then you loot, and then you get to anticipate again when you connect. I mean, it's just yeah, you're just you're, you're just going off. That's stupid. Yeah, it's pretty good. That deck's really good, actually. God, that, that with Jeskai Ascendancy. Good lord. Yeah. that I think that's the deck that gained the most from Anticipate, because that deck with Jeskai Ascendancy in play is the best deck by a very wide margin. And so that's all you sure. want to do. All you want to do is get that in play. Mm-hmm. And now you have Anticipate, which is the perfect card to have before it's in play, because you find it. And then once it's in play, it just digs you to more action and, you know, turbo fuels your uh, treasure cruise. Yep. Jeez. But I bet I bet I bet that sees play at the Pro Tour. That's right. That's this weekend. This weekend. Yes. Okay, so this weekend is the Pro Tour and the Pro Tour is in Brussels and it is. Wait, this weekend? Yeah. Oh, God, I forgot to qualify for it again. Man, hang it. Ah, oh, man. Just slip my yep. mind. Yeah, my bad. Um, so it's standard. Um, we're going to hopefully see some innovation from the people who do innovation the best because you know they've all been holding out on us. You know, like <laughs> you got all these great, all these articles going, is blah, blah, the new blah, blah, but it's not. Because whatever's the new blah blah is going to be withheld until this weekend. So uh, I knew blah blah was the new blah blah. Yeah, I know everyone so. was saying it was blah blah. Yeah, I know. Um, so uh, what are we gonna see this weekend? Are we gonna see all kinds of new decks? We're we gonna see the same old crap. What are we gonna see? So we've got a little list um, of cards and uh, just things that we think may or may not see play and. Uh, we're just gonna make these calls. So, so let's run down this list real quick. Will sure. will these mythics make a top eight of the Pro Tour? So, uh, first one is Death Mist Raptor. Steven? Yes. I'm gonna say yes as well. Uh, Narset Transcendent. Steven? Absolutely not. No, I'm going to say no. But I think it's going to make the top 16. Um, I'm feeling pretty good about my uh, initial review of Narset. Okay. But, All I mean, right. we haven't even had the Pro Tour yet, so who knows? I think Narset makes top 16. Uh, Ojutai's Exemplars. No. Nope. And I agree with you. No. People are talking it up, though. Sure, Crasher Elemental. No, absolutely not. Nope. Nope. Don't believe the hype. Horse Whisperer. I mean, Dragon Whisperer. Heart says yes. What is your don't, smart says? <laughs> I don't listen to my brain. <laughs> Do what I want. I say yes. So yes. Um, that's the red red for a 2-1, right? 2-2. Two, two. For a 2-2. Two, two. Mm-hmm. And then it pumps and does some other stuff. Flies, makes dragons. No. Probably the right no. answer, but I'm going to say yes. Dragon Lord Dramoka. Oh, uh, if there's some weird like dragon combo deck. <laughs> Wait, what am I saying? Um... <laughs> I'm thinking of, like, if you ultimate your Sarkin. Wow. Do you think someone's going to ultimate? Well, we'll get there. But anyway, <laughs> Dragon Lord Dramoka, yes or no? Oh, 
No, but it's closer than no. It's no. It's no. No to Dragonlord Jamoka. I'm going to say yes. All right. Uh, but I think sideboard, but still yes. Okay. Dragonlord Ojutai. Obviously yes. Yeah, I already wrote yes before you gave me your answer. Yeah. I wrote it in for you. Uh, Dragonlord Silumgar. Nope. Nope. I already knew your answer to that one too, and I'm going to say no as well. Dragonlord Colagon. Okay, in that. So that's how you combo off. Because how you combo off what? <laughs> well, you, you ultimate your Sarkin. You grab uh-huh. one Colagon, one Dramoka, and I don't know, nine more power, and you just fly in for the win. They can't do anything. Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> so what do you think? Yes or no, then? No. No? Yeah, I'm going to say no as well. Uh, Dragonlord Atarka, yes or no? Oh, man. I'm going to say no. I'm going to say no also. I know it's like it just won the, the open, but I'm going to say no. Yeah, I'm going to say no. I don't think it's I don't think it's good. But anyway, um, Sarkin Unbroken. I'm going to say yes. You're going to say yes? Yeah. And then if I say yes for that, I should probably say yes for Colagon and Dromoka. But <laughs> I think Sarkin covers it. They're just going to search up for Thunderbreak Regent and for uh well, you have to search up a Colagon. Yeah, I guess you do. Give them all haste. Yeah. Just win. Yeah. So do you want to change your answer on Colagon? Sure. I'll say yes. All right. We'll do just Colagon to be safe. Yeah. <laughs> Don't want to sound like an idiot. I'm going to say no to Sarkin Unbroken. Makes sense. Because it is, as the name describes, it is not <laughs> broken. Um, Arashian Foremost. Not a mythic, but Steven wanted to include it on the list because I'm imagining Steven oh. has a specific oh, yeah. answer. I want to say yes. Okay. And what is Arashian Foremost? What does that even do? It's the 2-2. Two, two. For one white-white with double strike and whenever it enters the battlefield. Or attacks another target warrior you control gains double strike. The card that you said would not see standard play uh, three weeks ago, you're now saying we'll see Pro Tour standard play? Did I say it wouldn't? Yep. No, I said it absolutely would. No way. We've got it on record, man. No way. Go back. Go back and look. I'm going to look this up. <laughs> you're wrong. Uh, I'm going to say no to this one. Wow, I said no. Yeah, see? I said no, 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 and then you said yes. Yep. And then I immediately <laughs> turned around and brewed a deck with the Ration Foremost as a four of. <laughs> Which shows you how, yeah. how much my predictions are worth. <laughs> so if you change your mind all the time... You'll eventually make a correct prediction. <laughs> you change your mind all the time. You'll eventually never be wrong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, man. So, so what you do right. when we go to GP Vegas is you bet on everyone to win the Super Bowl. <laughs> then except, and after the Super the Bowl, team. you throw away all the other tickets. <laughs> and then you just post it. You post the picture of the ticket of the winner. And it's like, you know, hashtag scoreboard, never a doubt, <laughs> Thomas, whatever. <laughs> and that's what I think I like to do with magic cards. Unfortunately, just... these things are recorded, aren't they? What do you mean? Oh, these episodes. Oh, the the podcast. Yeah. Yeah, they are definitely uh, recorded for posterior. I mean, 
whatever that word is. Yeah, I want to go back and look. Wow, what an idiot I was. Yeah, well, we'll, we'll have we'll have plenty of time to decide how big of idiots we were uh, come the uh, pre-rotation uh, episodes when we're talking about standard play because that's what we're going to do is yeah. before the spoiler season or whatever. Well, I think it's before I realized that Sarkin the Hunt Caller was a was a warrior. Mm. Because that interaction is just so good. That is actually really good. Because like um. this thing, like <laughs> like you have any board presence. And, like, yeah. it doesn't matter which one you cast first. Like, you either, you know, you already have the Ration Foremost out, and then you cast Sarkin, you give the Sarkin haste, and then swing and give the Sarkin double strike. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Ten haste power, that seems pretty good. Or you already have the Sarkin out. That's when you go to town. Because then you cast the Ration Foremost. You give, uh, you give your Sarkin double strike from the entrance of the battlefield. Then your Sarkin gives the Arash and Foremost haste. Then the Arash and Foremost attacks, and it gives another thing double strike. So you've got that thing attacking for double strike, plus the Sarkin with double strike, plus the Arash and Foremost double strike. That's like... Oh my god, you're right, because... <laughs> yeah. What? Yeah. It's like, oh, that's awesome. It's so much damage. I've been testing the Green-White Warriors deck. I'm still that sounds on, really cool. Yeah, and that, I mean, that, once you're going off, it's really good, but... Still not sold on it. Requires some assembly. Uh, yeah, <laughs> as do most talking, of my are, decks. Are you talking like Walmart assembly or IKEA assembly? Yeah, you've got I this mean... like yeah, you've got the the Swedish, <laughs> you know, stick man. You know, he's like you've got at the, the chart that actually has a guy on it scratching his yeah, head and then eventually throwing things. Yeah. <laughs> he's like <laughs> he's holding up their arrow and foremost and scratching his head and looking at the sarc. He's got the, he's got the little like swirly like lines and the text bubble above his head and like all like, angry, s- yeah. Censored swear words and like pointy eyebrows. <laughs> yeah. You, you just see like a bunch of curse words and then like what do you mean in response? <laughs> well, that's okay. When the facts change, I change my mind, and I've changed my mind on a ration foremost. Just when I thought I had all the answers, they changed the questions. Roddy, Roddy, I, 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 I caught that reference. There you go. All right, it was I actually the other way. It was actually the other way around. Oh, really? Just when you think you have the answers, I change the questions. That's it was yeah. Uh, cool. So those are our predictions for the weekend. Um, yeah, I don't know in terms of like which decks will do well, but I do think that there will be a straight blue white control in the top 16. That's the one deck prediction that I am making on the weekend. Um, let the other chips fall where they may. And I guess based on our predictions for which mythics will make the top eight, you can kind of assume what we think might make the top eight. Oh, that's perfect. That's perfect. Because then we can like reinterpret that later. And just say that we nailed it. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, there's there's a million different ways to spin this to make us look golden. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Um, we can also just, you know, delete the episode. Like, I don't know, what are you talking about? We just <laughs> go in and, like, re-edit it. Yeah. <laughs> that would be amazing. Or just, like, like there pretend was a... to play, like, a clip. It's like, oh, man, I can't believe this is on the cutting room floor, but... Yeah, <laughs> yeah. LSV is gonna win with like uh, black red warriors. I can't believe I said that. <laughs> Here's a clip that we just made, <laughs> and we pretended it was from two weeks ago. Um, 
Yeah, uh, just kind of back on the betting thing. I just I haven't looked at the schedule. I just really hope there isn't a wrestling pay per view while we're in Vegas. But anyway, um, you can't bet on wrestling. Can you? Yes, you can. Yeah, you can. Of course, you can. Wow. Absolutely. Do you think? Okay, so I guess I'm. I've already said said that there will be and there'll, there'll be one in the top eight, but. Will Warriors – will someone be able to break it or at least make it a deck at the Pro Tour? I don't think at the Pro Tour. You don't think so? I, no, I don't. I think that it will be a deck, and I think that it will be a good deck. But I don't think that it'll show up at the Pro Tour. I, I just don't think that – maybe it'll show up, but I don't think it'll do very well. I feel like it's more of like a – a deck that could win like an open, but mm-hmm. I don't feel like it's a pro tour winning or top eighting deck. Um, or at least not yet. I'm not sure that as much as I hate to say it, I'm not sure that the pro players are brave enough to try it. Hmm. I feel like Craig Wesco would try it. He might, but he would probably just play mono white warriors. Well, that's just silly. Well, that's just Craig Wesco. So what do you want? Hmm. He's going to play green, white warriors. He might. He'll prove he me might. right. He might, but I don't think he'll break top 32 with it. Aww. Sorry. I ain't trying to dream crush here. I'm just trying to be realistic. That's all. I can't even remember if I posted my green-white warriors list. Well, uh, You know what I will say, though? I will say that a green-white devotion deck's going to probably top eight. Because I think the deck's really good, and I think that... Uh, oh, that deck's fantastic. Like, like that deck and Jeskai Tokens hasn't gone anywhere. People just have kind of stopped playing it for whatever reason. Yeah, every single card is a strict upgrade for Green-White Devotion. Like, there's no reason the deck shouldn't be being played. Not just, like, a little bit. I'm shocked. I still think, despite its lack of representation, that it is the best deck. Because once you start going with it, man, you just cannot stop it. It's so good. Let's call it a night, shall we? Yeah, I mean, that's all we got. We talked about the Pro Tour, the Top 8, nowhere to go from there. Yep. This weekend is States. I guess you'll be playing in it now that you realize you <laughs> won't be able to make the regional PTQs in June. Yeah. I didn't know. <laughs> I didn't know I was going to be traveling. <laughs> but I, I got to go to the draft. Word. Oh, so you're actually going to the NBA draft? Yeah, oh, yeah. That's why oh, I'm that's going so, to New York that time. That's so cool. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I got to see the Knicks, uh, you know destroy their future in person <laughs> that's fantastic i love it i actually didn't even i think i was too busy like looking at other stuff to hear exactly why yeah you were going me to and my, that's awesome yeah me and my dad are going that's so sweet yeah cool, man. trying to get my brother involved too nice well that sounds really fun um and uh that's right in right in the time that we're taking our little break um taking like a three-week break from the show in june and uh, so, yeah, a little traveling. Good time to do it. Uh, cool. So, uh, so Stephen will be playing in, in in States probably this weekend. I will not, but uh, we'll have that to talk about. Um, and hopefully we'll have a better performance than you had last year at States when you made top four. Let's get you a win this time. How about it? Hey, if Erish and Foremost has anything to say about it, it'll be so. No doubt. Well, there. That's a deck. Okay. I think you can win States with Warriors. This is the one time where I'm going to sign on to your crazy rogue deck ideas. Because I don't think it's that crazy. I think it's good. 
Um, and I think that you could do well with it at an event like States. Mm-hmm. Take it to States. Play Green White Warriors States. Or the Rally of the Ancestors deck. Please don't play Rally of the Ancestors. Please. <laughs> please. 4-0 to daily. Please don't play that. All right. So, uh, so anyway, that's all we have for this week. Uh, until next time, we are YoMTG Taps. Stop bitching. Start brewing. YoMTG Taps is available every bloody Friday forever. On legitmtg.com, iwantmymtg.com, mtgcast.com, and iTunes. Email us, yomtgtaps at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Tumblr, yomtgtaps.tumblr.com. Follow us on Twitter, at yomtgtaps. Follow me on Twitter at OMGWTFBHJFTW. Follow Steven on Twitter at M00NPI. Follow Joey on Twitter at Affinity for Blue. Featuring music by You'll Never Know and Logic Marsalis. Available at magneticmoments.bandcamp.com. Thanks for listening.